Hi everyone, this is Angel, and you're listening to Above Average. Hey guys, welcome to episode 18 of my podcast, Above Average. Above Average. This is the first episode for the month of June, so it's finally summer, and guess what, everyone? I'm sick. I don't know if you guys can hear, but um, if I sound a bit congested, it's because it's currently Monday right now, and I was sick probably like Thursday of last week. I started getting chills. I did like a rapid COVID test because even though I'm fully vaccinated, I know that there's still um, a possibility that you can still catch COVID. Obviously, it's not enough for you to get hospitalized, but still, you know, I I still live at home right now. So I just got to be careful. So I got a rapid test and it turns out it's just a you're you know your good old cold it's just a fever it was like a slight fever and then I had a cold I was like struggling this whole week I didn't even do anything during the weekend I was just taking care of myself sleeping um really that's really it the thing about being um having sickness is that you can't really taste anything and for me like the weekend is the it's like such a great opportunity to like get food like enjoy your life you know hashtag escapism but that didn't even happen and right now I am recovering I'm I'm better I just sound kind of congested but I think that's really it. So don't worry, guys. I am not as bad as I sound. Something fun, though, that happened today before we start this episode was like, I almost fainted. Like, I had a near, what is that, like near-death experience? Would I even say that? I don't want to claim that. Let's not claim that. But I almost fainted because I'm like a go-getter. Like, I'm an, I'm like an on-the-go kind of person. So... I was like assessing myself Sunday night, so yesterday, and I was like, honestly, I'm pretty good. Like, I'm good to go. And usually, like, Monday is when I pivot. Like, I call it pivoting. I don't know if that's the right term, but like, Mondays is like when I restart everything. Like, I feel the most energized during um, the beginning, like the first of the week, the first of the month. You know, it's just like such a clean way to start something new you know so that's why I'm always so motivated on Mondays surprisingly I used to hate Mondays but I don't know why I was like yeah I'm gonna do so many things I'm gonna I'm gonna do like a home workout and then I'm gonna run with my friend later so I did that I ran and it's freaking hot outside and a little part of the route that we run is like in the highway I don't know if I should even call it that but it's like there's a sidewalk and near the highway and it's freaking hot and I was burning like it's it's kind of crazy like I was about to faint because even though I feel kind of better it was just painful like I was thinking to myself I was running like what am I doing (laughs) it's like I get it angel 
I get it. You're trying to do stuff, but you're like not even good good. Why are you doing this to yourself? And then after that, like we were like on mile three. And then my friend Kenny was like, let's just run this uphill. And I was like, yeah, for sure, bro. Let's, <laughs> yeah, like, you know, whatever. And I feel like I could have done it if it wasn't freaking hot, but I was about to get a heat stroke. I don't know if that's the right term, but I was like, because I ha- I have mucus in, in like my body still, my breath, like my breathing started to get like mucusy. So then I was blocking air. And by the time I stopped, I was like dizzy. Like, I couldn't see anything. I was seeing the light, let's just say. Like I was seeing the light. And, you know, every time I run with Kenny, I usually never give up. Like, I'm not one to give up really easily. I don't walk, you know. I might not run as fast as him sometimes, but I will never stop. That was the first time in a very, very long time that I was like, Kenny, I need to stop. I'm dizzy. I'm about to faint, bro. Anyway, so lesson learned. Just because you think you're good if you're sick, you know, just sit, sit a couple more days, Angel. Like, the world will move on without you, and that's okay. Anyway, sorry for that long chat, but just thought I'd update you guys since it's gonna be, well, this episode will be posted kind of like mid-June. <laughs> so June has been pretty quiet for me, but I just kind of thought, you know, take my time it's like summer vibes even though I'm full-time working so let's enjoy this process together but without further ado I just wanted to introduce this episode so today's episode 18 it is a below the average so this is going to be one of those shorter episodes (laughs) I claim it's short but a lot of these episodes are still pretty long because you know me I like to talk so we'll see I'm just sick, guys, so apology in advance if you guys don't like this nasally congested voice. (sighs) All right, so today's episode is going to be about our education system and how it scarred me. I feel like a lot of people probably think the same way as me, but I really, really detest the American K-12. I really, truly hate it. Like, I'm working, I'm going to work my butt off so that I have enough money to put my kids into something else, you know? A lot of people always judge me too when I tell them that, like, I'd rather homeschool, I'd rather go to monastery school or something like that, like alternative schooling, than put my kids in private or, like, or I guess, like, the traditional private school that, that they have now or, like, um public school a lot of people tell me like your kids are gonna be super awkward you're gonna your kids are gonna be blah 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 blah. I'm like you know what who fucking cares <laughs> I went to public school and I was awkward okay so awkwardness is just a part of life and I know a lot of people that went through the homeschooling system they're freaking dope too so I think that's just a stereotype but anyway if you know me I really truly dislike the K-12 to and it's kind of ironic because my parents are teachers. My parents are both, well, they were college professors in the Philippines and then when they moved to America, they were high school teachers. But now my mom teaches ESL to elementary school students, which is kind of cute. But anyway, 
kind of like a fun fact before we start, but did you guys know that our K-12 system kind of has been existing for centuries? Like, it's kind of wild how technology has changed, society has changed, everything, like cult- the culture in America has changed, and for some reason, we're still stuck in the same 19th century industrial age factory model effing education system like what's that about it has not changed at all and that is already concerning for me and you know what let's just not even talk in this freaking podcast like that should be enough for us to be like you know let's just like switch things up let's do a remix you know what I mean like y'all good you know it's just like buildings get replaced you know you know when buildings look too old 50 year old buildings we replace them that's weird, right? Like, even our language evolved. Like, slangs evolve. Like, accents evolve throughout, like, decades. Music evolves. Film. Film used to be silent and then black and white, and now it's colored. Why the freaking heck is it still the same freaking education system? It's so, so, like, frustrating to me. And, you know, I'm not, like, really, really in the weeds of you know, education reform, like, I wish I was, but you know what, that's probably something I'm gonna need to look into, because, you know, I don't want to preach if I don't do the deed, so I'll get back to you guys, but it's definitely one of my priorities for us to mix it up, okay, but, you know, credits to them at the time, though, at the time, okay, let's, let's, let's throw it back to, like, 19th century, when everyone was like didn't have the same opportunities, there was no like school system really nationwide in America. So it was like one of the ways they can like mass educate people so that everyone can be educated in the most economical way possible. So like props to them at the time. You know what I mean? Like at that time. But that's all I'm gonna give. Like I, now no props. You know what I mean? It's like at the time, like, thank you for taking initiation. Appreciate you, but we're going to replace you kind of vibe. You know what I mean? So let's, let's, okay. So that was just a fun fact. And I hope that you guys can kind of feel how frustrated I am because it's kind of wild. It's pretty crazy. I know I'm going to talk really about like the education system. I just kind of want to give that background info to kind of set the mood to why I freaking hate K to 12. And it's really me. (laughs) It's really me. It's like some people thrive in in like standardized testing and all of that. I freaking hate it. Like I remember when I was taking standardized tests, I would get like panic attacks. And suddenly like in high school, they started to switch it up where it was all like computer based. But for me, I'm a very like, what is that like? I'm, I need to touch something, like touch a pencil, touch a paper, highlight. Like I need to feel my environment for me to feel grounded. And you can't freaking do that, dude, when you're taking your SOLs and your freaking IV exams online. That, that's fuck, uh, that freaking sucks, bro. Like, uh, And then I would get so nervous. And, you know, I used to feel like I was a fraud because... Um, I was pretty smart in the definition of society's sm- whatever smart was, like, in school. I was, you know, your girl getting these straight A's here and there, you know, like, full IB or whatever. Doesn't mean anything to me now, but 
I would feel like a fraud just because of how on paper I definitely was performing pretty well but y'all if y'all just knew how anxious I was every time there's an exam because for some reason my mind would just be like this defines me and it sucks because I'm sure a lot of people have to result in that conclusion so you know what hugs to everyone who gets anxiety when you do standardized testing I feel like that should not be the only way people are defined in society that's freaking unfair you guys are hard workers and it sucks that it still exists so let's just not take tests you know even like the driver's test got me kind of stressed tbh like uh even like onboarding at work and you have to do like those trainings and it's just like five questions that technically you just need common sense for it stresses me out i just hate tests But anyway, I kind of wanted to like organize this episode with like a traumatizing experience in every grade, every phase of my K to 12. I want I won't really explore college because I feel like college is one of those things that it really depends on what you do. Like you can choose to do well, like or you can choose to pick the classes so I'm not going to explore college very much I just kind of wanted to explore elementary middle and high school so let's get started so I want to talk about this one really traumatizing experience in elementary school and my traumatizing experience in elementary school is pretty similar to my middle school one but let's go and dig deeper into this elementary school traumatizing memories so I remember in fifth grade I was in elementary school I was doing pretty well, you know, I just immigrated here, you know, from from the Philippines. This is my second year in America in the in the American education system. So I was like, I got this. And I was doing pretty well, mostly because in the Philippines, sciences and math and honestly, even English were pretty much more ahead than the American K to 12 Um, honestly in the Philippines you go to college when you're 16 because you just um, I don't want to dig I don't want to like explore that too much but there's basically like it's basically like k to 10 if that makes sense because after sixth grade you go straight to high school you don't have seventh and eighth grade but yeah we're pretty I was pretty advanced coming in and I feel like that's a lot of like immigrant kids going into America they're definitely more advanced just because the system that they grew up in is just more ahead you know I'm saying so it doesn't make that Philippine education system better it's just that's just how it was but in science in fifth grade I was doing pretty well I was freaking grinding I can do that in my sleep bro also that was the year that Pluto didn't Pluto got like canceled (laughs) sorry (laughs) Pluto was not a planet at the time you know and now she back she back anyway so science is pretty cool but one of the quarters I did not get an A I had I had this tendency in science where I would forget to put my name in things when I was a kid and so I would just like not get graded and then my paper would just be like in like on the board just hanging like on like 
papers with no names and they would just put it like in in the corner and I would just never pick it up but anyway honestly I'm not even gonna make excuses for myself maybe I did like not perform well that quarter but long story short I got a freaking B and I took my report actually I don't know if it was a report card yet it was like before the report card so it was like not final yet but my my teacher told me my grade and it was a B and I guess like he emailed my mom and my mom was like you need to talk to your teacher after school because this can't be it's kind of funny how like my mom thinks I can haggle grades I could be like come on teach come on like you know me we've been through this just give me that a like I cannot there's nothing I can say mom that will change my grade but anyway my mom was like no you're gonna go go after school find your teacher after school and um talk to him and tell him you deserve an a and i was like as a kid i was just obedient and you know i freaking hate confrontation even now i freaking hate it but i went through with it i mustered all my courage and then i found him in the halls after school and he was like angel what are you doing after school why are you here so late and i was just like before i can even like muster more courage to talk to him I just started bawling and it was not in like a secluded hallway it was like it was like in the staircase that's like the main staircase of the school where everyone can just like walk and so while I was crying you know here's this like nine-year-old girl crying and that with a elder guy (laughs) that's kind of creepy when I think about it but anyway I was just crying and then my principal came and he was like hi what's going on here and oh my freaking gosh now I have an audience and I was like so traumatized by that because I think honestly that experience made me hate confrontation even more because it's like with adults as a as a fifth grader but anyway, I did the, the, you know, I did the crying voice when you're, like, kind of out of breath. You're like, I, I, my, my mom said if I can get an A. You know, I did that whole thing, and my teacher was just like, no, that's not a thing. Like, yeah. I'm sorry, Angel. Like, you know, you're really smart, you know, and, you know, you still have a couple, you know, weeks to till the grades come out. So you can definitely get an A, but I can't give you an A now. Long story short, I that was the most embarrassing time in my elementary school life. And I definitely have been embarrassed multiple times in elementary school. Anyway, that was freaking traumatizing. Lesson of that experience, mom. <laughs> You can't haggle grades, okay? And you can't tell your if you can't tell your kids to do that. I mean, I don't know. Maybe my mom was being empowering, honestly. Maybe she she was like, "You know your worth. Go tell them what you're worth." I don't know. Honestly, it's not even that. Knowing her, it was just like, "No, it needs to your your report card needs to look like a Christmas tree. You need to have straight A's or whatever." Um yeah now that I think about it did I want an A honestly not as bad not as bad as my mom I would have taken whatever so yeah that was freaking traumatizing I just hate crying in front of adults that's the worst like I can cry to all my friends I can actually cry with like strangers that are my age 
I just can't cry with adults for some reason. But it's weird now because I guess I'm an adult. So I guess I don't. I don't even know. But anyway, that was a traumatizing experience. Okay. And I know that this has really nothing to do with a K-12, like, in, you know, structurally. But I just got to say, it's just unfair that parents put a lot of pressure in grades. And it makes it seem like that is really, like, a very big part of your child's identity, you know. And it, it puts a lot of anxiety and stress in the child. Honestly... I don't know if I mentioned this in my other ep- episodes, but there's so many intelligent and great, hardworking people that didn't do well in their younger years of learning. And so it's kind of unfair for people to already attach so much so much worth in the education, like in, in the results of education in such a young age. Like just because your child can, you know— do multiplication when you're five doesn't mean you can tell them like you're a genius you're gonna be the next blah 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 like don't do that just let them be if if they can do it great but don't go go telling people you're gonna be the next blah you're amazing you're a genius like you're building them up you're building them up and then once they're older and then other people catch up to them then they're now like anxious, insecure people. So don't do that, okay? Anyway, who am I to tell you how to raise your kids? Do whatever you want, you guys. <laughs> anyway, so similar thing happened in middle school. So for some reason, the county that I was in, the grading system was kind of weird. Like if you had below I could be wrong, but it was like below 92% or 93%, then it's a B plus. It's not a freaking A. I I know they changed it now, but it's kind of wild that that's a thing. It's like you're literally only giving kids 93 to 100 to even be defined as an A. That's freaking stressful. You're not even going to give them the full like 90 to 100. What the actual heck? Anyway, long story short, in math, I guess I got like a 91 or something. So I got a B plus. And my mom did the same thing. Where she told me to talk to my teacher. And I just got a flashback of elementary school. So I was like, mom, I'm not going to do that. I'm so sorry. I'll take the L. And you know, by L, I mean a B plus. <laughs> you know how crazy it is that an L is a freaking 91? Calm the frick down. You know what I mean? But anyway, so I was like, mom... I've been there, done that, traumatized me, never confronting adults again, you know what I'm saying? So I was just like not doing that. You know what she did? She emailed my teacher. And then one day during homeroom in sixth grade, um, my homeroom teacher was my English teacher, but my math teacher was like next door, like her classroom was next door. During, um, oh my freaking gosh, it's so traumatizing. During homeroom, my math teacher told pulled me out of my homeroom and said, Angel, can I talk to you? Already, already, that anxiety. Like, what the heck? Oh, my God. I would hate that. Like, the reason why I was freaking quiet, the reason why I was freaking obedient is so that I'd never be called out of class, okay? I just wanted to freaking blend in. I just wanted to be, like, a fly on the wall. Why the heck did I get called out? And it was like, you know, when you're in middle school, everything's just so angsty and, like, no one freaking understands me, blah, blah, blah. I just want to disappear, like, whatever. 
Um, so yeah, she called me out in the hallway and then I guess I just got triggered by confrontation again. So I bawled. But the thing was like homeroom is like quiet. And so I cried in the hall. So like my voice resonated throughout the entire like sixth grade like section of the middle school. So like as soon as I came back, Everyone stared at me and I was like snotty and red eye and I'm sure like my emo hair half half covering my eye like helped cover up my tears. <laughs> but still and then anyway, let me just go deeper into the conversation in the hallway though. My math teacher was like, hey Angel, like again, just want to let you know you're a hard worker, blah 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 blah. You know, it's kind of like when people break up with you but before they break up with you they try to tell you all the good stuff to kind of soften the blow that's basically what my math teacher did you know she was like you're smart you're behave you know you're like such a hard worker you know you have so much potential anyway your mom called me (laughs) your mom called me and she emailed me and you know um, my teacher um, printed the email too so that I could read it that was kind of rough and then she was like this is what your mom sent me. Um, I just, I already responded to them, but I just wanted to talk to you to, to, to ask you if you were okay. You know, that was kind of nice because she wasn't telling me that, um, like, you know, to tell my mom something. She just checked up on me because I, I think like that math teacher, she was pretty young. So she's probably like, damn, like how crazy is this child? Like not, no, 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 not crazy. But like how crazy is it that this child has to like experience this kind of parenting (laughs) where my mom would email her and stuff. So she just kind of checked up on me like, you okay? Like how's everything at home? (laughs) oh my gosh it made it sound like my parents were very problematic there were not they were just you know standards were unrealistic for me you know because that's not the vibe that I like (laughs) I like encouragement or like pressure oh my god um but anyway she just talked to me but because it was still a confrontation because she was still an adult I bawled and I just can't like talk in that kind of environment I just start crying so that's really what I did I cried and that was freaking traumatizing so again lesson from that experience was I it was not me that wanted the A okay you know I was like I'll take what you give me because that means that's what I deserve you know what I mean but my parents really pushed to be like, I don't believe your grade. You need to high, like increase my daughter's grade. She's worth more than this or whatever. And it's just kind of like, mom, stop. You know what I mean? Anyway. Okay, but also sorry again if my voice sounds different. But honestly, it's like an experience. It's like there's a guest host and it's not Angel. It's, I don't know. Anyway, so let's uh, kind of change it up, change the mood. Uh, I didn't cry. Oh, actually, no, I cried a lot in high school too about school. But honestly, by that point, it was more like crying by yourself because you're just overwhelmed about the IB diploma. Shout out to all the people that had to freaking write like 20, 40, 100 pages of reports because you took the IB diploma. That's kind of 
crazy. Like, I remember writing, like, a 90-page report for math. Like, how am I going to write about math? That's crazy that I did that. You know what I mean? But anyway, let's talk about my traumatizing experience in um, elementary school. And I'm just timing this right now, and I already know it's past 30. But because I'm sick, I'm going to give myself grace and accept that that's just how it is. And we're going to, you know, go overtime. But whatever. Um, Anyway, so one of my traumatizing experiences in high school was, like, by that time— I was kind of ingrained to be an overachiever. Um, Not really because I wanted to, but it was more of a pride thing. Like, I just wanted to be the very best. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I just wanted to be the best that I can be so that I never have to go through those traumatizing experiences again. So I was really, like, trying the best that I can, even if that means it's not fun. So what I... I'm going to talk about was I was in IB math and so there's two levels there's SL and then there's HL I think SL might mean standard level and then HL means higher level I don't freaking know but but a bunch of my friends actually had the SL so that's like the standard IB level and by you know let me let me just tell you IB is already hard enough Okay, but my prideful self was like, SL's too easy. I'm going to challenge myself and do HL. And when I moved to HL, it was freaking hard because I'm not a genius, you guys. Okay, like I got good grades in high school, but mostly because I studied a lot. Like I studied a lot, not because it came naturally to me. Like I needed... I was one of those people that did well in school because I put work. I wasn't the I I wasn't one of those kids that did well in school just because like, you know, people who just sleep the night before an exam like, no, I can't do that. I'm so sorry. But anyway, I went to HL, studied my ass off. I was freaking stressed because when I moved to HL, I was a junior. No, I was a senior. I don't know. I think I was a senior. Yeah. I was a senior. No. I was a junior. Okay. I was a junior. Um, This is how my day would be. Okay. As a junior. Taking HL. I couldn't even be in the same orchestra class as my friends. Like the, like the advanced orchestra class. Because HL didn't match my schedule. So then I had to take orchestra. But like I was a TA for orchestra. You know what I mean? So what that means is like I would teach beginners. <laughs> like my teacher was my teacher, my orchestra, te- uh, my orchestra teacher was like, well, you're obviously more advanced than these kids. So how about like you just teach them for half of the time and then the rest of the time is like your own office hours where you just practice the pieces that that we're learning in the other period because you can't be in that class. You know what I mean? And I feel like orchestra is one of those things that, like, it's fun because there's friends. There's, there, it's fun. Music's fun when you're playing it with other people. But it's not fun when I'm by myself in the locker room, like, practicing a piece that's freaking hard and advanced, and I can't even ask for help. You know what I mean? So that's already a downside, you know? My schedule was kind of crappy. HL... Um, math also meant I was 
eating lunch basically like by myself because all my friends were in a different lunch period. So that was kind of freaking stressful. How freaking stressful is like you having to worry about where you're going to eat for lunch in high school? That's such like a young thing to worry about. Like now, I don't really care. Well, actually, I still do. I'll probably just like use my phone or something like that, you know, or read a book. But yeah, that was like super stressful. And then it's just kind of like it made me jealous because everyone in the SL math class was just like super close. Like all my friends were there. They looked like they're having fun. They had like a such a fun like teacher. Shout out to Mr. Choi. Um, but anyway, and also I took um volleyball. I was like in volleyball that that semester too, or like quarter, like fall, because volleyball's in the fall. So let me just tell you how my day would be. Like after school, there's an hour in between volleyball practice and the end of school. And because freaking HL math was so hard for me, I had to go after school and use 2 p.m. to 3, which is before volleyball, to get tutored for HL math by, like, my fellow classmate in HL math. And I did not know anyone in HL math, really. Like, I didn't wasn't friends with them. There were a lot of, like, international kids that were just, like, more advanced than Americans, basically, in that class. So I got tutored. So if anything, at least my HL teacher saw how hard worker, how hardworking I am. Because let me tell you guys, like, I'm not insecure about the hardworking part. I am super hardworking. It's just some things just take slower for me than, than you know, others. Like, some people get things faster. I guarantee I'll get there. I'll just take a little bit of more time, you know what I'm saying? So, I would go spend an hour before volleyball to, like, learn. Like, debrief what we just learned that day. And then I'd go to volleyball you know, usually it's like two to three hours there. And then when it's a game day, sometimes I won't be home until like 9 p.m. And then I would talk to my dad, who's a math teacher. And then we would freaking review the lesson for the next freaking day, just so that I don't get lost the next day. My dad would teach me already the night before. And so that's what we would do from like 10 p.m. to like 11. It was freaking wild. I did not have freaking time to breathe. Like, uh, and the worst is like if you lose a game and then you have to go home, do homework, and then learn class. Like, it's like night school. That's freaking stressful. Sorry, I'm like taking my sweet time telling this story because you guys don't even know how stressed I was. Um, I guess like, a happy ending, though, is that I did get a freaking A in that class. OMG. My hard work paid off. So for everyone that doubts yourself because you're slower than other people, I got you guys. Like, hard, just work extra, like, twice as hard as everyone else and you'll make it. But aside from that, I did, um, I did drop that class. <laughs> After I got the, that A, I think that was validation enough for me that I was like, I can hang. I can't hang you know relax and be relaxed but I could hang so after that I was like I freaking hate 
how my life basically revolves in me trying just to prove myself by going to this higher level class. Like, who freaking cares? So then I dropped it. And then my life became so much easier because now I went to SL Math with all my friends, went to orchestra with all my friends, had an hour before volleyball to do whatever the heck I wanted. And then when I got home, I just do regular homework. I didn't have to do like more school. You know what I mean? But anyway, that's a traumatizing experience for me. Um, I know that I was kind of like, not blaming, but I mentioned my parents a lot in my middle school and elementary school trauma experience. But I think this high school one, I was all to blame. It was a pride thing. It was more of, I can, I need to challenge myself. This this class is too easy. And then once I went to the harder class, I was like, frick, this class is way too hard for me. So anyway, that closes my traumatizing stories from school um honestly now that I reflect now that I'm an adult it's kind of crazy because I don't really think I did school like I did well in school but it was more for pride reasons it was more of like I just want to be the best you know what I mean I also was really grungy and dare I say emo (laughs) and I know the emo phase kind of faded like 10th grade 9th grade but I was definitely still emo on the inside all throughout high school I was just like oh like everyone sucks and I'm just gonna do well in school um there's this movie that I can like super relate to. It's called like Book Smart, I think. It just came out like recently in like recent years. Um, super dope movie. That's that's literally me. I was like, all I did was school and extracurriculars, thinking that I was gonna be somebody one day. And then I realized that everyone else that didn't freaking prioritize school only was also performing just as well as me and I was just like freaking too prideful so anyway that's that's it (laughs) anyway just to conclude um the the purpose really of this episode was more to rant and it's because I think now I'm just like super thirsty for education. Like I'm super like hungry for learning. And I think I'm like more interested in like psychology and people learning and like internal reflection. I'm like big on therapy, mental health. And like those are the things that really, um, I don't know, spark my interest. And it's crazy how like Some people can be super good at one thing, but just because it's not in school, people don't think they're smart. You know what I mean? Um, So let's change that. I feel like once you're an adult, you're more mature and you definitely have like a healthier definition of what intelligence is. But when you're young, it's definitely such a scary place. It's a very like high anxiety, I don't know, phase, especially if your upbringing was just like super focused on that so for all the kids out there you guys I validate you you guys are children how about let's uh work on people skills um empathy um let's work on being you know you know learn about your local government you know learn about 
how to be a positive source of energy in your community. You know, let's learn that because I feel like all of the things in school, you can learn whenever. You can use your phone. You can honestly, as much as it's not, it's as much as people, <laughs> I don't even know, like you can BS your way in life. You can like, you know what I mean? Uh, so honestly, just work hard to be a good person. And then all the other things, will, it will always be there. Like information will always be there. And don't really listen to just how K-12 defines intelligence because everyone is special. You know what I mean? I feel like that's going to be, be me as a parent. I'll just be like, you guys are beautiful. You guys are special. Don't listen to the freaking, you know, don't listen to the to the higher ups. Don't listen to the 1%, you know. But anyway, thank you guys for listening to this kind of like wild, <laughs> wild episode. I'm going to say wild because I think I'm kind of delusional from my um, fainting experience almost fainting experience earlier today and also like I'm on medication and I'm also like thirsty and dehydrated and I'm sick still well I'm like recovering but I'm still definitely not good good so thank you guys for your understanding you know we pull through it's like catch me on a good day catch me on a sick day we out here you know what I'm saying so hope everyone is doing well I'm so so excited for this month's I guess guest um I have like a couple episodes for this month this one obviously is one my next one for next week is going to be confessions of an introvert where I invite Alduin Pagalayan to this podcast to discuss just how it is existing as an introvert because you know introverts I feel like it's pretty generalized but it's really complex and it's just like one little layer of who you are we kind of wanted to explore because I'm an introvert too as much as I like to talk I too find energy in solitude so that's gonna be my guest episode for June and then I'm gonna end June with romanticizing travel and escapism and I thought this was such a timely episode to talk to you guys about at the end of June because I'm actually going to Brooklyn for the entire month of July Um, I'm doing a workation there with my boyfriend um so that's gonna be super exciting but also wanted to discuss just how we as a society romanticize travel like hella and I'm not excluded from that I too am doing that you know I'm I too am going somewhere to escape my reality so let's talk about that let's discuss let's let's unpack bro like let's talk about it so anyway thank you guys hope you guys have a great day you guys matter bye (laughs) 